It is a great joy to be in fellowship with each and every one of you again today on the Bright Spot Hour Gospel Broadcast. I appreciate the open door and the opportunity we have to fellowship one with the other every day, Monday through Friday. And on many of these radio stations, Monday through Saturday, we can come together around the Word of God and fellowship one with the other and look at the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be edified and strengthened as members of Christ's body. Para and Sharon Daughtery with us in the studio. Stay with us and enjoy their wonderful music. And I hope the preaching of the word in just a moment will prove a great help and blessing to each and every one of you. Now to begin the Bright Spot Hour, one of the great songs magnifies the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. sweeter name or greater name than that of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at his name emperors bow devils must leave he calms the wind and the waves and the Lord Jesus Christ can calm the storm in your life indeed his name is wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the Prince of Peace Jesus is the sweetest name I know. This brings us to prayer time. How about praying with us if you have an opportunity? Our Father, we thank Thee that we have the privilege to call upon that wonderful and sweet name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee that He is indeed a worthy Savior, God of the ages, incarnate, manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, 
seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, and received up into glory. I pray thee, Father, that you'd help us to give the blessed Savior the glory his name is worthy of. And I pray thee, Father, that you'd help us to magnify Jesus on the daily bright spot hour. Now, Father, I pray that you'd suit a blessing to those that hear the program across the network. So many people have needs and burdens and difficulties and afflictions they are facing now. Now, I pray for the power of God to be real in their lives and the hand of God to be effective. And I pray, Father, that you would help all of us through the eye of faith and by faith to see Jesus Christ, to walk with him and to walk worthy of his blessed and holy and righteous name. We pray that you'd save the lost and reclaim the backslidden and help those that are pressing on the pilgrimage to move forward and upward and onward to the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. And our Father will be careful to bow before thy blessed presence, to magnify thee and to glorify you. In Jesus' worthy name, amen. We appreciate the sweet hour of prayer and the opportunity that you and I have to bow in the presence of the Lord Jesus. But the great thing about making prayer is the fact the Lord Jesus Christ hears us when we pray. We have access to God through the Lord Jesus. Now Sharon is going to play at the beautiful Baldwin Grand Piano, a wonderful old hymn of the church. This will be a great blessing to you. I know he heard my prayer.
Thank you so much to Para and Sharon Daughtery for the wonderful music provided on the Bright Spot Hour today. Your Bibles are open with me, please, to 1 Corinthians 4 and verse number 4. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart, and then shall every man have praise of God. By the grace of God and your listenership, I want to continue dealing with the matter of justification, the matter of justification on the right spot hour. This broadcast has been on the air for 81 years. We are a work of faith and a labor of love. The Bright Spot Hour is totally and entirely supported by the free will gifts and offerings of our friends that hear the broadcast across the Bright Spot Hour radio network. I appreciate each and every one of you. I am sincerely grateful unto you for your standing with us in these days. I make available my grandfather's book on the doctrine of the church, and in this volume is the two very important messages are more than a hundred years old, Baptist or not Protestant, and Baptist in history. I'm also going to send the booklet, Blessed Assurance, or How May I Know I Am Saved. I will send both of these to you in the return mail for a gift of $20. I make available Sermon 51, The Battle of Gog and Magog. The coming battle of Gog and Magog, Ezekiel chapter 37 and 38. And also my grandfather uses the book of the Revelation. I'll send that to you on a compact disc. You may have yours for a gift in support of the Bright Spot Hour of $10. Our mailing address, the Bright Spot Hour, post office box number four, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, Dr. Ben Carper at yahoo.com. Let me encourage you to find Ben Carper or the Bright Spot Hour on social media at Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, X, Getter, and Odyssey. I continue now dealing with the matter of justification. We have seen the scope of justification. It begins with the believer's present and ends in two directions. It ends both in the past and in the future. It deals with sin, sin inherited from Adam. That's what condemns a man to hell. And the sins of the flesh that have been committed by the born-again believer. So we have the remission of sins, including the guilt of sin and penalty of sin, and then the reckoning of the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the fact that now the born-again believer is made righteous in Christ and is reconciled, brought back into fellowship with the Lord through the work of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. I want to deal today, begin dealing with the method of justification. How can a lost sinner be made just with Almighty God? Notice the text, For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. 
in the matter of justification, men, in fact, that's been the long question of the ages. Job asked, how can a man be just with God? And unfortunately, those that are not given to the Bible and not given to biblical reading and to Bible exposition will give you about as many different answers and theories on how to be justified as the individuals that you ask. Now, I want to drive this stake home. Paul the Apostle says, Yet am I not hereby justified, for I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not hereby justified. I would remind you that the method of justification is divine. It is not human. Man cannot justify himself. Now, if I could justify myself, then what is the purpose? What is the point of needing the death of Jesus Christ on the cross? If I am able to justify myself, then I certainly don't need the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ as the payment for my sin debt. I, I, I don't need my sin penalty dealt with by another if I am capable of producing my own area of justification. Man only justifies the innocent. When we have court trials, and of course you and I have seen a perversion, a horrible perversion of justice. I heard the other day uh, on the news that a man that shot a New York police officer in cold blood, his accomplice was there with him. And the accomplice only got seven years. And a man that was at the Capitol on January the 6th and did not go into the Capitol. He was just there on the grounds. And they gave that man 22 years. 22 years. The man involved in the shooting of an innocent New York policeman, seven years. The man walking around on the Capitol grounds, on January the 6th, did not go in the building 22 years. Now, my friend, there's nothing just about that at all. There is no justice in that. That is a perversion of justice. You see, man justifies the innocent, while God justifies the guilty. Men justify, or at least our system of jurisprudence should justify the innocent and condemn the guilty. But God justifies the guilty. How, how can that be? Well, I'll, I'll deal with that. I won't get to it today on the program because I'm trying to lay some groundwork. But I will certainly get to that, uh, the Lord willing, by the grace of God next week when I come back on the program Monday. Man justifies on the ground of merit while God justifies on the ground of mercy. Man is looking for some area of merit. Why should I justify this individual? Why should this individual have justification? And they immediately begin looking for the area of merit. While God justifies the undeserving, God justifies the hell-deserving, totally on the grounds of the mercy of God. Now, there are negative aspects of justification. There are positive aspects of justification. And with the Lord's help, I'd like to try to deal with these over the next several days. 
negatively, I'd remind you, number one, man is not justified by moral character. Again, I point out the text in 1 Corinthians 4 and verse number 4, For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that just judgeth me is the Lord. Man is not justified by moral character. In order for a man to be justified on the grounds of moral character, his moral character would have to be perfect. Now, there is no man on earth that is perfect. There is no man on earth that is without sin. I read both in First Chronicles and in the book of Ecclesiastes on two occasions in the Old Testament Scriptures. For there is not a just man on earth that sinneth not. There is not a man alive, and I use that for mankind, good ladies, there's not a woman alive that has not sinned. Now, if I'm going to be justified on the ground of my merit, then my merit, my moral character, is going to have to be the same as the moral character of Almighty God. The problem with that is, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The standard of the righteousness of God, the standard of God's moral perfection, is a standard that is too high for man to reach. It is too great for man to attain in his own ability. It is it is a standard that is out of reach for all of sin and come short. I just can't, I can't quite get there. I'm not able to, to reach out and grasp this standard of the righteousness of Almighty God. Now, it is very clear that there is no man that liveth and sinneth not. William Evans said in his book, Great Doctrines of the Bible, I used to teach that book to our senior class, high school seniors, uh, so many years ago in the late 1980s and early 1990s when I was teaching full-time. And I taught at the Tabernacle uh, both in the college and in the high school. And in the, in the high school, I had already begun introducing 17, 16 to 17-year-old high school seniors to theology, to a systematic theology, studying the Bible systematically. And I taught uh, William Evans' book, Great Doctrines of the Bible. He said on page 158 of his book, there is no salvation by character. What men need is salvation from character. And what Dr. Evans is trying to say is that our character is immoral. If man had moral character, if man had moral standing, if man had any merit with God and merit before God in his own energy and in and of himself, then man would not need the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ. Christ died in vain. If I have the moral character to save myself, there is no purpose for the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. 
But because my moral character is sinful, my moral character is not righteous, my moral character is undone because of that, then I need salvation that is only available in the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is no salvation by character. In other words, you are not going to earn your salvation by living right, doing right, climbing up the rough side of the mountain, weeping your way to God, praying through, holding on, enduring unto the end, striving to persevere, and a half a dozen other things that man tries to do. You're not going to be saved by giving up bad habits or by cultivating new habits. You are only going to be saved in the finished work, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The death of Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary is for our sin. It is to deal with our sin. And when God justified you, God didn't give you a break cut you a favor, uh, uh, be, be kind to you, and, and cut you loose. But rather, when God saved you, He forgave you. He justified you directly in line with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross. Because it is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross that has paid your sin debt so that you could be saved. Now, the Lord willing, tomorrow we'll enjoy my late grandfather by way of recording on the Sabbath broadcast on the 17th of February. And then I'll be back with you, the Lord willing, on the, on the 19th. And I will continue dealing with this great passage of Scripture. I hope you'll be listening at that time. You've been listening to the Bright Spot Hour, transcribed and conducted by Dr. Ben Carper. Check out the website at thebrightspothour.com. Write Dr. Carper at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. This is Mark Ferguson reminding you to tune in the Bright Spot Hour tomorrow. Same time, same station, same gospel. Then I heard about this Jesus, how he died one day to save us. I've suffered much to pay the cost.
salvation. He's in love with every nation. 